Hello listeners, this is Lee Price. This is Will Ford from Football365. And you're listening, smartly, to At, At The, the Bridge, Bridge Pod, Pod, a Chelsea, Chelsea FC podcast. podcast, although I would describe it as THE Chelsea FC Podcast. from Eden Hazard, Kai Havertz in the Champions League final, Ivanovic! In the middle, it's just behind him, but it's by Hakim Ziyech. Matic with the ball driver! It's time for another episode of At The Bridge Pod, your number one Chelsea FC podcast. Coming up on this episode... PSG have given permission to Al-Hilal to speak to Kylian Mbappe, which obviously means that they've accepted this €300 million bid. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. And I'm joined in a virtual room filled with lions. I've got so many bloody lions today. I've got Ollie. I've got Berth. I've got Chris. And for his debut, I've got a special guest. It is the voice behind Chelsea HQ on Twitter. Welcome to the show, Charlie. Welcome, Charlie. How are you doing? You okay? Uh, thanks for having me. My first time on a podcast. Pleasure. <laughs> oh, you're going to smash it. I just, I know it. I know it. And we always ask the team this because it's important. It is. It's important to me. What What I want to know is what were your highlights from the weekend? And you can't pick the hearse that did uh, donuts at Gateshead. Well, that was that was my highlight. It was incredible. I just thought of Carl because when we spoke, because obviously he used to, I think he still does play for Carl Magne. Still plays for Gates, and I was like, just love to know what he thought when he saw. That. <laughs> what just? I don't know what possesses someone of to of a hearse of all of all vehicles to do donuts on a football bit. I'll tell you my I'll tell you my highlight the weekend, just in case anyone is interested. So, I um, want I did, to I know. I'm not, but go on anyway. <laughs> this will really excite you. I had a really nice carvery. Really nice. No, was it was it a Toby Carvery or was it just a regular Carvery? Um, just a regular Carvery, just weren't a Toby Carvery. Um, yeah, still very nice. Just solid. Had a real good choice of meat, real good choice of vegetables, just and mashed potato, which makes it? or breaks a Carvery. To be honest with you, um, it was just really good. Really, really enjoyed it yesterday. No, no nobody wants in my life. Nobody wants a dry <laughs> cauliflower cheese. I've seen many I dry cauliflower, cauliflower cheese. So do I. But when I've gone to some restaurants and I've seen it's dry, I'm like. But yeah, you, if you fuck that up, I don't want to know what the rest of it is. Not interested. You've messed Chris, up the big part. What was your highlight of the weekend? Speaking of Carvery, uh, I'm sorry, you can boot me off now, but extremely overrated. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> extremely Ooh. overrated. Wow. Hot take, hot take. He is spoiled. Well, uh, I'm with Charlie. I'm not a massive fan of a Carvery either. Of course. So, what? Yeah. You yeah. oh, can yeah. both go. Both go. <laughs> okay. Now. Brilliant. Bye. bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> highlight of the weekend. Um, my brother got married on Saturday. Oh, nice. Congratulations um, to him. Do you have any real yeah. highlights, Chris? Come on. No, not really. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. be, I'll tell you what, Chris. Going to a wedding a day after coming back off holiday, though, I was so tired. It's such oh. a long day when you've only driven back from Devon the day before. Ooh, and you, you can't and you can't be or you can never be the first person to pack it in at a wedding. So it's like it's like no, getting like half nine, nine PM. Yeah. People people are still there and you're thinking, can we go yet? No, it's not I, I socially mean, acceptable to go yet. <laughs> yeah, you especially when it's your brother's wedding. I mean if you bail early, that's not a good look. It's never a good look. It's the not, next family get together, not. you are you're in a big yeah, hole. Um it. what about you, Charlie? What what was your highlight? I, honestly, I would I would say my time on Twitter, but the amount of countless scrolling I've done for this guy's Ada news has honestly done my head in. Oh no! I've been <laughs> I've been I've been disconnected from the world. Um, but Saturday night was good. You had the um, you had the United United Arsenal game followed by our game mm. show after Saturday. That was fun. 
Yeah, fair play. I'm, I'm a simple man, mate. I work Monday <laughs> to Friday. I, I chill on the weekends. Oh, I, I can't blame you. I can't blame you. I mean, for me, just just call me the chef because I've been I've been cooking all weekend from food to in the gym and this podcast script, and I'm really hyped today. I did watch the Flash movie. Jeez, that was a ghoulish, horrible experience. I mean, just what a mess. I mean, if any of you watched it, it, it's just a fucking mess. It's a mess. Don't watch it. Don't. Have you watched Oppenheimer yet? Not yet. No. I haven't either. I'd like to. I've heard things. I just. No, I, I need. Not, I need I six hours. I was going to say I need six hours in my day free so I can watch Barbie and then <laughs> Oppenheimer back to back. <laughs> oh, like the Lord back. intended. Surprisingly good. Barbie was surprisingly good. Uh, honestly, though, Flash. I'd rather watch Chelsea highlights under Graham Potter. I think Seriously. we've skipped over something here, Mikey. Why were you cooking in the gym? Uh, you know, you know when you do a good workout. You know when you do a good workout. And you're like, I've cooked here today. I've, I don't know. Yeah. I just, threw, I just, I'm just throwing a catchphrase out there. I've just yeah, thrown nick, a nickname sure. and a catchphrase. <laughs> anyway, let's hit some news. Oh man, Kylian Mbappe got put up for sale, like a mansion in Beverly Hills. Everyone's interested, and apparently, according to the Times, PSG are expecting offers from from Saudi Arabia and Chelsea. PSG did accept a two six two hundred sixty nine million pound bid from Al Halal. I mean, th- look, if it goes, if it happens where he goes to Chelsea, though, this could become the biggest transfer of Chelsea, similar only in size to like, well, when we signed, obviously, Ballon d'Or winner Shevchenko, World Cup winner, obviously, Enzo this year, or free agent from Reading, Steve Sidwell. I mean, that was just to see, that was a huge move. I mean, is this, is this actually going to happen? Or are we just not, we're just not going to get on board this hype train? It's not happening. Leave me purely on the platform, please. <laughs> I, I, I'm not getting on this hype train. I mean, if he does, if he does, I mean, surely he'd have to be loaned straight to Strasbourg. That's that's the rule, no doubt. <laughs> well, I mean, look, I've seen today that the package Al Halal are offering him was seven hundred million euros. I mean, that's that be in wages for a year. That's wild, man. I mean, I mean, I just think back to like thirty-five million for Andy Carroll. That's like a lifetime away for me. I mean, on that on that wage. If he gets paid that 700 million euros for a year, he could purchase Inter and AC Milan and still have 80 million spare. And that's that. If you're wondering, huh? I got bored and checked out how much clubs sold for recently. And that's a rabbit hole that taught me that football clubs outside the Premier League really do not sell for as much as I thought. Um, that's a random game we could play one day. But uh, do, do th- I, I think he'll stay at PSG. What do we think? I, I think the, 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 the Beverly Hills mansion is a really good analogy because he's the, <laughs> he's the most expensive. He's the biggest, most expensive, most important, coolest thing on the market. So uh, it seems to me that I, I think there's no way he doesn't go for it, to be honest. Wow. Okay. Charlie, what do you think? If it's just for a year, I mean. Mm. What do you think? I, I, I was reading today. I was reading today that they're going to give him just a one year deal and let him sail off to Ramadan for free. I, I think. Wow. I think you're crazy. You'd be crazy not to. I, I used I used this. Um, I said to one of my friends earlier. I said, imagine you're working as a Tesco security guard and you're on twenty five thousand pound a year. But Asta comes up to you and says, I'm going to pay you one hundred and twenty five thousand pound a year for one year. Then you can go home. You're taking it. <laughs> yeah, it's you, true. Crazy yeah, no, it's absolutely spot on. You'd be mental not to. So uh, for him to go and make seven hundred million and look after his kids, 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 mm, kids, grandkids, mm. and then sell back off to his dream club in a year later for free. Generational wealth. It's just a win-win yeah. for Mbappe, yeah. isn't it? Like, the thing is, though, let's be like, real. 
the thing is, if it was any other job other than football, if it was literally like yeah, Tesco or Asda or whatever, people would go, like, you'd be stupid to turn that down. But because it's football, yeah, um, it's because they're, they're already oh, greed, fabulously wealthy, isn't it? Mm. But like, it's like it's a job. Football is a job at the end of the day. I know it's controversial to say, but it, it is just a job at the end of the day. And you, the main aim of a job is, is to earn as much money as possible. And this money that you'll be getting will be just. I mean, he could set up his, like Charlie said, set up his whole grandkids and that generation, mm. generation after, keep going yeah. and going and going, like and for a year as well, if that's the case. And that's that's an absolute no-brainer if you're killing Mbappe. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, sorry, sorry. I was, I was looking at looking at this contract the Saudi are offering. I would do anything, anything to see the contract that Tom Foley would offer him. I'd just be intrigued. Because obviously we're not touching yeah. that. I'd just be intrigued. 97k a week plus performance add-ons. <laughs> oh, yeah, he'll get the number He's 19, 19 shirt if he wants well. it. Ooh. Oh, he'll get the number 19 shirt. He might score six goals. He might and get injured. <laughs> that, that's how it works here. I mean, right. This is going to be one intro. I'm curious to hear Chris on this one. Sunday brought with it quite a surprising drop of news. And that was after multiple sources dropped that Chelsea made a first offer to Crystal Palace to recruit Michael Elise. The offer is apparently less than 45 million euros, including bonus. And that the player is seduced by the Blues project. And in principle, he has agreed to go to Chelsea. I mean, this to me was kind of like waking up in a in a panic only to realise it is Sunday and you are not in work today. I mean, Elise is a top player, top, top player. What, what are you thinking, Chris? No, I like it. Um, I agree. I think he is. A, I think he is a top player. I think he kind of went under the radar last season, actually, for how good a season he had at Palace. Um, very creative player. Uh, creates a lot of chances. I think he was in the top five last season for expected assists. He was the um, players' player of the season for Palace, and he got their goal of the season as well. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I really, I really like him, and it's. I mean, let's face it, that fee is minimal in football terms these days. Is so. it because it's near the 30 million He's mark? He's right in Chris's yeah, list. I'd be, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be all over that. How I, much I think he'd be a really it? good signer. He, oh, okay. um, Premier League experience as well. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy with that one. I, I mean, I, I will be pouring a bit of water on this fire just because he's currently injured and he has been for the past month. Of course he is. I mean, I look, I, I can't imagine that our move is just too far this advanced since they'd want to know the specifics of the injury before signing him. That's kind of what I see. I mean, he is a bloody talented creator. He's a, he's also a, t- a typical playmaker number 10, and, and it's the type of profile our team really needs. I mean, that player with like that true vision, fast thinking, and when, and when they get the ball, their first instinct is to play the killer pass. And obviously then do the next thing, which is whatever's best available. I mean, he's Premier League proven and he was also on our books between 2009-2016 in our academy, which that's pretty nice. You know, what 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 do we think here? Anyone else got any thoughts on Elise? I, 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 what, my th- like, I think, um, I don't know if you boys agree or not, but would you take Elise over Eze? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I want to hear why, Charlie. I just feel like I feel like Eze's a little bit more versatile on him. I, I feel like Eze's better inside than he's at, he's better inside than Eze is. If I mean, no, not Eze, sorry, Elise is. Mm. So I feel yeah, like I drifting in and playing in playing in the middle of the park. I think Eze's a better player. So I feel like he can just fill in in that ten spot or or, or rotate with Nkunku. 
Whereas I think, mm. don't don't wrong, at least they can. But I would be a lot more comfortable with Eze doing that rather than Lise. Okay. Well, I, I totally agree with that. And, and that's why I said, oh, I think we're more, we need more of a, a central attacking midfielder. So I think Elise is better off when he's on the on the wing. Let's um, buy both. Very, very talented player. Very talented player. Whenever I've seen him, he's been sensational on the wing. I never thought, mm. well, what a great number 10. Whereas I've watched Eze play. And Eze, when he picks up that ball in midfield and he drives the players, I think he, at times he's actually unplayable. Yeah. I think that's what I've missed for a very, very long time time at Chelsea so mm. but if we was to get Elise for like what 38 million then I'm not going to dispute yeah, it because exactly. that's still a great deal but if you offer me Eze for 38 million or Elise for 38 million I think I'd probably take Eze oh I, I'm, I'm going to sit on the fence I, I don't know yet I don't know I, I think Eze, thing... Eze is a little bit inconsistent for me though I think that's but is Elise is Elise inconsistent no I don't it's think hard, so it's hard I'd... to tell when respectfully you play for Palace it's, it's hard yeah. to tell yeah, the stakes aren't as high, are they? SA did get dropped. Most games your back's against the wall. SA did get dropped for a fair number of games last season for Palace, though. And if you can't, if you're not first name on the team sheet at Palace, then there's a problem. I mean, it, to be it's fair, got to be a problem it, it, somewhere. What Eze? Yeah, Eze. Well, he, yeah. he played 38 games in the Premier League for him. He can't really beat that. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> he, he started a lot on the bench. He, oh, he did spend a, 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 a fair amount of time on the bench. <laughs> Right. I don't know uh, if it was because he was coming back from injury. I'll be honest with you, I don't overly follow Palace. No. But, uh, well, you should, Chris. Yeah, you, you should. should. <laughs> be across it all. Um, oh, I mean, look, it, it wouldn't be the news, would it, if we didn't have another... We do not care. Moises Caicedo update. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, here we are. Uh, right. <laughs> okay, it's a quick uh, one. Gonna, we're going to run through this and then get to the winners and losers of, uh, against Brighton because, oh, yes. Right. Pochettino is determined to upgrade his midfield with Caicedo, but that move has stalled over Brighton's demand for Cole Will to be included in the deal. The situation is understood to have reached an impasse and Chelsea's recruitment team must weigh up now how best to continue the pursuit of Caicedo. Chelsea are reluctant to pay £100 for the Ecuador international. For me, I say it's time for Chelsea to pull the plug on these negotiations with Brighton and just, look, they're not going to compromise on their absurd price tag. They've got their number. Okay. He doesn't seem to want to hand in a transfer request. Fair enough. And there is zero chance that Levi Colwell is getting included in this deal. And if he did, it would not look very good considering the narrative we've been putting out from the club all summer. What do we think? I think move on to other targets. I think move on to the next topic. (laughs) I agree with Ali. I agree with Ali. I'm just like, this this is an audio experience, listeners, as you know. And so you can't see us, but I've sat here for the past 30 seconds with my head in my hand. Yeah. This Mikey hit the button. We do not care. Yes. And that's how we all feel about it. (laughs) Right. We we, can move on. Right. I agree. Right. The Premier League Summer Series is a go. I'm hyped. You're hyped. We're all hyped because uh, you have to down several energy drinks because it's a midnight kickoff. And I think the next one's 1am or something. It's it's what it is. I mean, this is, to be fair, this should be the game review sponsored by What Do You Think of Brighton? Uh, Shit. Look. It was a damn good start for Chelsea. You know, they defeated Brighton 4-3 in Philadelphia thanks to goals from Nkunku, Mudrick, Gallagher and Jackson. I mean, this game, for me, can be summed up quite easily. I mean, this is what we do. This is what we do. I mean, let, let's hit up the winners from our victory. Come on, come on, team. Who who have we got? Nicholas Jackson. Damn right. Yeah. He's oh, for I real. He looked, at, he looked electric. Uh, like, yeah. 
some of the touches, like the pockets of space, he was like getting in. His finish is fantastic. The little layoff to Mudrick's goal it oh, looked easy, oh, but actually, oh. the weight you have to get it so perfect, mm. just really nice. And obviously, of course, when he starts in the in the Premier League, he's going to be an absolute flop. So, go enjoy <laughs> watching Canada. Wow. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to put. I feel like pulling out the plaque that reads "Proper Chelsea." I mean, he hasn't been handed the title just yet, but when he celebrated that goal, I was like, "Damn, yes, yes, my man." I mean, he knew how much this preseason game meant to us due to it being Brighton. And Kai Havertz has has had me starving for three years and Jackson's just shown up with a banquet and I bloody love him already. And he's on my winner's list. I mean, any thoughts on Jackson? I, I was really, really impressed with Jackson's um, ability to play with his back to goal, actually, because we've mm. seen that he's got a lot of pace and we've seen that, you know, like he's able to run into space and make good decisions and stuff. And I thought, well, what's going to happen when we're playing against a low block and we're playing, you know, back he's going to be playing with his back to goal, you know, trying to lay things off. And, and that Mudrick goal really showed that he can play with his back to goal. Um, so you know, I'm really, really encouraged by what I've seen from Jackson so far. I think he could go far. What do you think, Charlie? Uh, I've been, I've been nothing but impressed with Jackson. Nothing but impressive. I would like to see him in front of Nkunku. I hope we can see mm-hmm. that in the next few games. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, he can play there, but I'm not sure I really like Nkunku in that lone striker role. And it's crazy because he scored two and two. But I just think he offers so much more from sitting behind mm. sitting behind the striker. I, I just want to see it. It has to be looked at before Liverpool. Oh, but yeah, for at sure. The minute, at the minute, Jackson's, Jackson's really staking his claim to start that game. And you're not going to not play mm. in Kunku. So no. I'd like to see it. Wow. I but mean, I good point. Wanna, I, I just want to say, while we're on winners, while we're on winners, you can, you can track in so many players. I think Gusto was brilliant. You yeah. really saw his defensive capabilities. I like Andre Santos. He does he does all the simple things really well. Um, but I'm going to say my winner of the game is Mauricio Pochettino. I'm not going to say a player, I'm going to say Poch. Because I know it's only pre-season and I know it's only two games in. But the difference in these two games compared to the entirety of last season, including with Thomas Tuchel in charge, yeah. is complete chalk and cheese. The, the energy, the patterns of play, the quick passing, the, the little give and goes is... It's something I haven't seen at my club in a long time, and I really hope it continues into the season. I hope it's not just a two-game thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'll I'll bring Chris in on that one, actually, because he's Mauricio Pochettino is on my winner's list. I mean, 180 minutes of Chelsea football. uh, I've I've seen a revitalised team. Nine goals. I, I mean, look, I, you, exactly. I mean, I've seen flair. I've seen one-touch quick passing. I've seen pressing from minute one. I've seen a fluid... Oh, my word. I'm getting excited just reading these words off to you. I mean, I'm on the hype train. I mean, Chris, Pochettino, he's, he's a winner, isn't he? So far, two games in. That's, you know. <laughs> yeah, without question. Uh, the difference in the team, it's... We've actually seen already everything we was missing last season. And mm. I think that a, a big... A big part of that, obviously, is Poch. Uh, another big part is, I think, getting rid of the players who was almost stale in in a, a way of playing. Um, and I don't know whether they was reluctant to change or they just didn't have the capability to do it. Um, but this team looks fresh, exciting, energetic, creative. Some of the goals that we're scoring as well are team goals, which I think is more important than, you know, if you've, if we'd made a couple of forward signings and they'd been making goals themselves, as good as they are, eventually teams will start to figure that out. But the goals that we're scoring are interplay. There's 
there's passing, moving, there's runners off the ball. It's it's something that's going to be really hard for teams to deal with. And that's been the most impressive thing, how quickly he's implemented a style of play, which is what we've needed for a long time. It's what we all said Potter didn't do. He didn't come in and implement a style of play straight away. Mm. Um, and Potts has done that in a really short space of time. And I, I don't think there's been... Um, a player who's performed badly so far. They look like they're enjoying playing football. Yeah, which that's is so true. which is massive. Um, yeah, I, I've been really impressed with our preseason so far. Mm. I mean, what what's your next, Chris? You, who's a winner for you? Uh, Conor Gallagher. Oh, oh, that's awkward at the moment, isn't it? I don't <laughs> not for me, Chris. <laughs> I do, I don't understand all the links with him leaving Agreed. when he is. He's the only person, and I've said this numerous times, he's the only midfielder we have who gets goals. He's also the oldest. Yeah. It's not hard, <laughs> is it, right now in our squad? <laughs> but That's crazy that a common youth products are our oldest midfielder. Yeah, man. That is mad. That is mad. But, I mean, he's got he's scored two in two. It, he looks to me like the Gallagher that we sent at Palace that everyone wanted to come back and then mm. we got him back and everyone just wants to keep slagging him off. So it's it's really weird. Um, he's sort of the new sort of hated player at Chelsea on, on people, Twitter people, especially. People don't slag Gallagher off for legitimate reasons. I realise this because people say, oh, he's not technical. It, that's a myth. He is technical. Like yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense to me. It, it just frustrates me because people say, oh, we only want players who want to be here. Well, he wants to be here. Yeah, and, and then, then people no still want him out him. anyway. <laughs> and then he's scoring goals from midfield, which is something we've asked for for two years. A midfielder who scores mm. goals, he's doing that, and everyone's like, "Well, it's not good enough." And I don't understand what people want. And I think to sell him now, without giving him a chance, would be crazy, especially when you look at the lack of midfield options we have. Okay, I mean, Charlie, you you disagree on Gallagher, so take the floor. You know what it is with Gallagher with me, yeah? He's, he's this guy. He's this guy that. I don't want to start and when he starts he ends up scoring a goal and shuts me up. But <laughs> do you know what I think is? I, I don't think it's, it's not his technical ability. I mean, to say a professional footballer but no technical ability is, is ridiculous. He's, of course he's got technical ability. I think what really lets him down is his awareness. I just think his awareness to things are a little bit just off. Like, it's, it's just not it's, it's not Chelsea standard his awareness. You see him so many times as soon as he gets pressed in a two he panics, runs back, runs into somebody. I don't think his awareness is all there. I mean, that's just a personal opinion. I tend to agree with that. I, th- I think he's quite erratic and quite rash at times. He's I mean, he got, erratic, he's, like, the amount of yellow cards he got last season um, is actually like a big red flag. Um, like, I, I do like him. I, I don't think... I've never been his biggest fan, but I can see both sides to it. Like, We haven't quite got anyone like Conor Gallagher. He does get goals, but... He's also can at times be a bit of a liability when like, when you lose, and he will just be very rash and get a yellow, a needless yellow card, and give away a foul on the edge of the box. And mm. it's actually he's quite a frustrating player because he is a good player, but he's just very frustrating to watch. But you think- at the minute, with, with our lack of de- depth, I I don't think we can sell him. Do you think though it could come down to he's never really been coached by a top level coach? Maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look argue. at you look at the clubs he's been at. All his loan spells, a lot of them until Palace was in the lower divisions. Yeah. Um. He and then even at Palace, it 
it wasn't an elite level coach that he was working with. So mm. it's, you know, West Brom, he was under Sam Allardyce. So, you know, <laughs> less said about that, the better. Uh, um, my goat. Oh, oh, go on. He's just that's my he's my goat. Uh, if if it was up to me, he'd be oh, number Salah. one. I thought he thing. said my go then. I was like, wow, yeah, taking control here. My <laughs> no, my no, my goat. Oh, T. It's the greatest of all time. Yeah. Big Sam. <laughs> oh my word. Oh, oh, right, there's one player that's. I'm like, oh, hello, Wonder Kid, Brazilian. Not the next Neymar because he's the next Angelo or Angelo. I'm not sure which one's right. I mean, he was cooking on that right hand side, like the top chef at your favorite sit down fine dining restaurant. I mean, how he linked up with everyone. It was like the days of Hazard, Oscar and Mata. I was really chuffed with that. Oh, I think he looks like he, a 25-year-old on the pitch. He doesn't look like an 18-year-old boy. He, look, he looks like a... Yeah. He look, mm. and, and I think that, that probably reflects he's played so many senior games at Santos already. But yeah. for me, he doesn't, he doesn't look like an 18-year-old. You see a lot of these kids that break into a big team like Chelsea or Man United or wherever. Yeah. And they're very, they're very quick to get a head down and just run at people and run for the sake of running. But he's very good at known him to release and a little one two little give and goes he's he plays a little bit like a like a season like a seasoned middle middle 20s but that's what mm. i like about him yeah, yeah i think that's fair i mean any extra thoughts on angelo anyone his, his passion was quite interesting to be honest i i, I really really like seeing that like all the all the young players that we've got seeing like they really want it and they're hungry for it and compared to last year where you a lot of the players, you know, you look at Havertz and Ziyech and Pulisic, they almost down tools and a lot of didn't want to be there. But all these young lads that have come in, that their passion has um, been a breath of fresh air, really. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really been nice to see. I know it's only pre-season, but like, they, they're getting a, pumped up for it. Yeah, I agree. And he's another one, though, who he's come into the team. He's shown glimpses of brilliance, to be fair. Uh, we spoke about him with the assists in the game before. Um, I agree with what Charlie said. He does look like someone who's 25. He, his decision-making is really good. And yet, so we've signed him. He's performing well in pre-season and everyone's talking about how we should loan him out. I don't understand what message you're sending to players who come in if they perform well and then you still loan them out. I, d- I don't understand. We have this obsession with not giving anyone a chance until they've had a loan somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah let's loan him to someone and let- watch him play well for them and then think, <laughs> oh, now we can come back and play for us. Why not just give him the chance to play with us in the first place? If it doesn't work out, then uh, in January, you can loan him out then for the rest of the season. You can go and play somewhere else, fine. But you've got to give these players a chance to perform at some point. And this is why when we look at other clubs who... We say like, you know, Brighton's, for example, mm. they unearth these gems of players and we're like, oh, well, why didn't we get them? Because we'd have loaned them out. That's why we didn't get them. Because <laughs> we'd have signed that same player and then loaned him out. Like if we'd signed Caicedo last summer, we'd have loaned him out. We wouldn't have played him. We'd have loaned him out. So I don't understand this obsession we have with we sign a young kid and everyone says they're not ready to play. If they show that they've got maturity and quality enough to play then play them there's not a rule where you have to be in your 20s to play for Chelsea I don't understand where that's came that that comes from if you're I don't care if you're 18 or 34 if you're good enough to play you're good enough to play that's a fair that's some fair points I mean to be fair the overall the Chelsea offense was dangerous I mean the players were smiling you know we've already touched on it they were having fun making runs taking shots it was like Carlo 0910 vibes uh I mean Mudrick's gold oh that was Gary Neville noises from me I absolutely loved that. And I was like, oh, finally, a player that we saw. I mean, to be fair, he had a tough 
start, obviously, coming into in January. And that team was not fun. I mean, any other winners before we move to the loser section? Uh, yeah, I've got one. Um, I was going to say um, Colwell, actually. Um, I know he gave away a penalty, um, but I actually I thought he was altogether very good and showed us what he can do. Um, and I think that's a lot of Chelsea fans sort of like first time properly watching him play 90 minutes. Mm. Um, and I thought he was really, really impressive. Didn't like, you know, didn't look um, out of place at all in our back line. And uh, long may it continue. Mm. I think that's fair. Any any other quick winners? No, I th- I th- I've covered yeah, all mine. I, so. I think we're all covered. Awesome. Yeah, um, we, we move to the losers then. I mean, <laughs> I've got two. And um, I struggled. I really struggled because it was just so, it was one of those games. It was like, yes, win, win, just happiness. I mean, for me, Roberto De Zerbi, just because that dude needs to calm down and focus on his own side. I mean, that little comment on stating that this year Brighton play in the Europa League, unlike Chelsea. Come on now, after after the game, what did he do then? If I speak about the referee, I finish in a bad way. Uh, well, Van Heck had no intention to win the ball, took Cassidy out. That's a booking. He was already booked. So last time I checked, when you get two bookings, that means... Big on. And that's what happened. You got sent off. Focus on your own team, not Chelsea. <laughs> I mean, anyone, anyone, any losers? Oh. oh, go on, Charlie. Go on, Charlie. They're actually in the Chelsea team as well. So um, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, I've got him on mine, and actually. I just, think, I just think he's carried on from last season. He just looks awful. He doesn't inspire confidence when he's got the ball at his feet at all. He's, he's great. He's great at shifting and shooting. Don't get wrong. He's, he's good at that, but we knew he was good at that when he signed for City. Mm. The driving at players is just gone. Like, that's not that's not the Sterling I watched growing up at, at City and Liverpool. That's not the same guy. Mm. And the second guy, it's not actually majorly his fault, you know, because he didn't actually do an awful lot wrong. It, it's it's more it's it's more the things he's done in the past that still makes it still puts him in a losing tackle to me. He's got Kepa. Yes, <laughs> I I don't massively blame him for that goal like a lot of like a lot of fans do on Twitter. I've seen a lot of them saying he should have saved it. It was a power shot from the six yard box, but at least try and move for it, mate. Do you know what I mean? Oh. At least shift your feet, do something. But, but I think it's just it's just all the months and years of um, of problems from him. Just every single time the ball comes anywhere near our box, I'm worried. I'm mm. actually concerned. And yeah. I don't want that in my goalkeeper. I don't want to want to worry every time the ball comes in the box. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, Raheem Stone was on my list just because Angelo outperformed him. And looking at who has been impressive in the last two games, I just sort of struggled to see how he could justify a starting spot at the moment. And the next few games, are, it's I've got to say, it, they're critical to his role in the upcoming season because right now there are players that are a bit further ahead of him in the pecking order. Um, any losers? Who have we got, team? Um, I've got Cucurella, um, which might be a bit harsh. Oh, bloody harsh. It was considering I think a lot a lot of people said that he played very well. And I and I Ooh. don't disagree with that. Ooh. But and I think it's fair to say I, I kind of want to give this this L to Cucurella on one specific aspect of his so, game. And that, you you played well you said you played well, but you're still a loser. <laughs> Yeah, he is, and um, I'm I'm gonna give it to him for his, his defending because every time I watch him try and defend, he's so flat-footed. He's not got like you know, he's not got his shoulders over his toes. He's not looking at the ball. His feet are so flat and wide and far apart. It's just not how you're supposed to defend, and it just looks that way. 
Like it just really annoys me whenever I watch him defend because I just I can I a person who has never played professional football know that's not how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> and if I can tell, you're doing something wrong. Right, uh, Berth, Chris, what what so losers I've, have you got? I've, oh, I've actually got an interesting one here. Now you got to hear me out and I hear will. my logic to it because it's actually just ridiculous. What what you, listen, we're all reasonable people here, but I've gone on. You can say it. Uh, Richard Pochettino. <laughs> you idiots. No, Get him out. Out of here right now. Get him out. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you joking or serious? <laughs> no, no, no. So the way, the way I see it is, right, because wow. he was so good, the, because he was so good and like the football we played, that's now put every game sort of like... <laughs> He's got a lot of pressure on me now to like keep that going. If that makes sense, <laughs> did obviously. You want him to lose? No, no, I don't want him to lose. Obviously, but like, <sighs> just um, it's a big first game, and um, yeah, I've just thought he's got a lot of pressure on him now because that yeah, was unbelievable yeah. what I watched against Brighton, and now like any little sort of dip in performance, and gonna people people gonna be on him even more. So opening game of the season, two 0 against Liverpool, we win. Oh, that's not good enough. Well, 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 no, obviously, playing? I want us to win every game. Obviously, I want us to win every game. You see the logic I'm trying I do. to say. I do. Now, no, I'm not being controversial. <laughs> standards are too high, guys. Come on. Oh, Chris, what what are you thinking? What have you got for your losers? Uh, I've got two. Oh, um, two. Pochettino I'll being st- one. I'll start with. I'll start <laughs> with. I, I understand. I understand what Berth's saying, though. Mm. Our expectation for the season was quite low in terms mm. of mm-hmm. what people wanted. The better we play, the more that will go up. And I I do that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. Um so I've got one that's in Kunku, and I think that's kind of touching on what Charlie said earlier. I do think he's kind of wasted in that lone striker role. Because he did score a really good goal, like instinctive finish, and I loved his finish. But he did he didn't really get as involved in the game as you would like I do think he's gonna he would struggle playing in that position, especially in the Premier League, up front on his own. I think he'd be much better, like Charlie said, in a free role behind a, an actual striker, and I would like to see that as well. So it's not really down to him. I just like I'd like to see him be more get more of him us be able to get him more involved in the game than he has been so far playing that role. Mm, okay. And second secondly, I've got over the two games, I think defensively we haven't looked great. I think all of our defenders have struggled to actually defend. We gave Rex some chances and Brighton obviously scored three goals and they did have other chances as well. I, I don't think we've looked overly solid defensively. Now that could come from an imbalance in midfield as well, but mm. I don't think our def- I don't think our defenders have performed that well. To be honest, I, I I think they've looked quite sloppy in their mm. defending, and there hasn't looked like there's natural partnerships and understanding in that back four. Yeah. Um, okay. That's something we're going to have to sort out because Liverpool will punish us for the chances we're giving away at the minute. Mm. Oh, that's fair, fair point. Right, Ollie's got <laughs> one more loser. Who is it? Uh, just, I'll just keep it short and sweet. Uh, this loser, I'm handing out a, a, a big fat L to Graham Potter. Um, and, and the and the reason I'm doing that is uh, it, it, it's not even towards him necessarily. It's towards his cult like following, um, just to show that uh, a manager doesn't need eight months to implement their style. Wow, like, yeah, that's, it's a fair point, isn't it? <laughs> you yeah, know, that's it. You know, we've actually seen progression of play. We've seen quicker play. We've seen 
players who seem fitter, more motivated, and that's we've all managed to do that in about two weeks. Yeah, uh, not 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 months and months and months. So um, yeah, yeah, that, Graham. <laughs> right, emoji game review. We always do it, and uh, for me, chef emoji because we're cooking. I'm cooking. <laughs> Can't wait. Expectations are high. Berth. Sorry. Um. See, I'm never prepared for this. I'm gonna go for <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna go for the uh, the uh, freezing cold, the ice cold emoji because that's what it was. We uh, we scored some nice goals, cool looking celebrations, cool kit, cool touches, cool team. There we nice, go. nice. Um, I'm actually gonna go with the shrug, but not for the reason Ooh. that um, that Chris usually does. And uh, mm. you know, we played shit, and there's nothing worth there's nothing worth saying. Yeah. I, you know, I'm gonna incorporate your your catchphrase, Mikey. It's you know, it's a shrug because this is what we do. We this is games. what we do, and right. uh, that's what we should expect. <laughs> right, I, I've got two questions because Instagram really is really good for the questions, and uh, there's so many that we'll have to save some for Friday because there's no way I can go through them all. But thank you for literally some really top top quality questions. Um, FPL side net podcast did ask this on the Twitter, and it was pick two players from this current squad to appear in Barbie as Ken. I mean, I've got mud trick. I think that's really lazy. Now, I think Conor Gallagher because of the hair. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's, ben, ben Chilwell. Ben Chilwell's a great show. Ben Chilwell's a great oh, show. Actually, yeah, I, can see that. I can see that. Uh, I, I would go with um, Andre Santos and Caicedo when they when he comes in. Okay, okay. For no um, reason in particular, just to, just to break break people's norms of what they think Ken should look like. For some reason, yes. I apologise here because the Instagram is not showing usernames for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but it's I've got the question, with so many iconic Chelsea jersey numbers being vacant, who would you like to see take them? No um, one takes nine. No I was going to say, just burn number nine. I don't care about the rest. Just retire it. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, you, just um, the next sign ends, or are you talking about changing numbers as well? Yeah, you can. I feel that's fair. You can change numbers if you wish. Right, pending. Ending signing, Casado. If he signs, mm. number eight. Oh, I like right. to move. I like to move Mudrick to seven. I like yeah. that as well. Okay. Give, um, give Nicholas Jackson fifteen. I drop when he started. That's where I'm agreeing. Oh yes, hundred percent. Um, who else have I got? And Kunku, I would move Brozier to the number nine. Oh, and I'll give Kunku number eighteen. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I mean, Brozier like will not it. like it, but I, I like it. I'd give him Kunku number 11 just because I think that would look really yeah, cool. Yeah, I think Kunku would be nice. Yeah, I don't mind 11. Doesn't he have a favoured number? I, I think that. it is 11, isn't it? Is it 11? No, he's 18. He was 18 at Leipzig. 18. Yeah, I'm going for his Instagram quickly. I'm sure it was 18. I might be wrong. Okay. Uh, Chris, any any ideas? I'm not really bothered as long as I don't give anyone that number nine. Yeah, that's fair. That'd be the, imagine, imagine if Jackson has this pre-season and we're giving that number nine. <laughs> you know, it, the, the funniest horrendous. thing would, would be if we did sign Mbappe and then we gave him the number nine and he did flop. <laughs> oh, guaranteed to flop yeah. with that number. Guaranteed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With that, I want, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, treat yourself well, as we always say. You're legends. Uh, that's the end. I mean, I want to thank... Um, Charlie for coming on the show today and, and sharing his thoughts I mean we can all find you on at Chelsea HQ underscore can't we yeah it's been a real pleasure thank you this is my first time doing this it was fun uh, oh, thank I'm you gonna, I'm gonna, 
Mark and come back, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right. Yeah, it's it's been right. a great laugh. It's been a great laugh. Now, you can find me on Chelsea HQ underscore. It's been a good year, really. We, we, we're growing a lot this year. We've, we've, we've grown 10K in six months. So come with, nice. come over, grow some more. I love that. Um, I love that. You can normally find me spouting spouting some rubbish on a Mac game day. So I'm sure you'll see me. <laughs> right. Well, with that, we will be back on Friday to discuss more news that's probably going to be Kaiseido. There's always something. Always. I hope not. It's like the year on Friday because he's going to be cancelled after, after that. No, I'm I'm hearing something from Friday. I hear I'm hearing it's going to be a crucial week. Ahead. Oh, crucial week for Kaiseido. <laughs> for, for that's the huge. Trust that's huge. For... Huge. Uh, and then we're going to be reviewing the uh, pre-season game against Newcastle. So that'll be fun. So till then, that'll be us signing off. You've been listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, leaving us a review is always appreciated.